You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So an actor is saying his lines, yeah. and then out of nowhere, he just starts singing... Welcome to Guys Who Like Musicals. Welcome to Guys Who Like the Musicals. I'm Joe. And I'm Dan. And we're back. And we're back. Talking about musicals. Talking about musicals with my favorite person. Maybe uh, arguably one of my favorite people on the planet. The Broadway Eating Contest (laughs) winner. (laughs) Well, co-champion. I mean, I think we would share the title. Yeah. For like biggest appetites on Broadway, Max Clayton. <laughs> Max Clayton was here. Uh, he just left, and we had such. This one might be one of my favorites. I think it was one of my favorites. We definitely we, had a lot of fun. We laughed, yeah, the whole time. Uh, it is very silly, and exactly what I hoped it would be, because that's what it's like to get dinner with Max. That's right. what it's like to go drinking with Max. Right. That's what it's like to be in a show with Max. Yeah, and it's like he is. Just he's a person that walks into a room and you can't help but just be like, I want to be your best friend. Like, can I please be your best friend? Um, And so it was great. He's in Moulin Rouge right now. Uh, If you don't follow him on Instagram, he you you, you actually brought this up. He's one of Broadway.com's like Instagram people to follow in social media in 2019. Which was like when I saw that list, I was like, "Oh, this is a really interesting." Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and so we, uh, so definitely follow him. Uh, he's really hilarious, but also just like strikingly good looking. So if you just want to like, you know, have you know somebody to look at on Instagram, <laughs> join the thirty thousand other people who feel the same way. Uh, we we love him. We did uh, Moulin Rouge together, and we did Bandstand together, and uh, we basically ate our way through Boston. And so we talk a lot about um, our uh, our love of food and drink we talk about his career we kind of move backwards with this one Mm -hmm. which uh we start with moulin rouge we talk a lot about what's going on over there biggest hit since hamilton really yeah old moulin rouge i mean evan hansen's been doing great but this has been like a bit of a phenomenon in a way that kind of hits every three-ish years would you say on broadway yeah i guess it's interesting because it opened in the summer so you forget it's a hit it's like it, yeah. whether or not it hits at the Tonys won't matter because the show right. will have been like selling over a million dollars for a year. Dude, close like to a really three million. 
No it's way. Doing almost three, it's doing the Hamilton thing. It's over $2 million. They're oh, bringing in almost every week. Like it is like, it's crushing. It's a lot of money. It's wow. a lot of cash. That's crazy. Um, and so we talk all about that. Um, but then we move backwards and we talk about Bandstand. We talk about Hello Dolly. He's got some yeah. great Hello Dolly stories. I mean, dancing behind Bette Midler and, and Bernadette Peters. Yeah. And, and like, are you yeah. kidding me? You know? Um, so the guy's worked with what feels like everybody. He's worked yeah. with Warren Carlyle and Andy Blankenbuehler um, and obviously Sonia Taye now on, on Moulin Rouge. So he's one of the most sought after dancers in the city. The the one thing that I would want to say uh, is that he's just the perfect reminder that like it's important to not suck. <laughs> not, and I'm not yeah. talking about no, talent. You're talking about being a human. I'm talking yeah. about like being like kind and yeah. being like warm and being yeah. like fun and like trying to enjoy your life. Not in the sense, not in a uh, a way that hurts you, right, right, <laughs> but in a way that like you know that brings light to people's lives, and he is that person, and that's why so many people want to work with him. Totally, it's not a mystery. He is the epitome of not being an asshole, right, Max. Uh, Max is here, and I'm I've never been more excited for a first question. I've been thinking about this first question. <laughs> Since I, I'm since really I, nervous. I knew, I knew that you were coming on, and I see you squirming, and you don't have to squirm. <laughs> but this, this is my question: What do you love about food? <laughs> <laughs> what do I love about? Food? What do you love about food? I love how food makes me feel. Yeah, this sounds like a drug advertisement. <laughs> it's not. I love how food makes me feel before I eat it. I love how food makes me feel. While I'm eating it and tasting it, and I know you know this, and I love how food makes me feel after the fact. Okay, I'm confused. I feel like I need some context. Okay, so we love food. we love food, and I think Max and I work together on Bandstand, and then and we and we honestly didn't know each other as well as as we right. did over last summer when we did Moulin Rouge in Boston. Right. We, we became really really good friends, and. I think part of what we bonded over was the enormity that the two of us can eat uh, and how, like the, just like, you know, massive amounts of, of steak and tacos that, 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 <laughs> that, that like people, it's, it's a little, I would imagine, imagine people it's like unhealthy to oh, a certain degree. Of course. Yeah. It's, it's abnormal yeah. for sure. Like, like 4th of July <laughs> this year, we, we probably ate an entire rack of ribs. Rack of ribs. <laughs> Each and then and and you know, and then we went to the food trucks <laughs> and the food carts. After we went to the food truck outside of his house and had fries, loaded nacho fries. Yeah, cheese after bacon, cheese bacon. Rah, rah, rah. Right, right. It was like a fair going on. It was like we were in our element. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, that, so that's the Broadway diet. That's the Broadway. That's diet. what Honestly, I'm missing. Yeah. I'm no, not eating enough. Exactly. You're not <laughs> eating enough, but you're also not doing Moulin Rouge. That's true. Which he was probably burn about five thousand calories a night. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know, but it's it's up there. But I'll, I always am asked at the stage door, like, "What do you eat between shows? Like, you must have to eat a salad." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, here's the thing. If I don't eat enough, right, I'm miserable. Totally. If I eat too much, I'm miserable. Right. Yeah. I'd rather enjoy eating a lot and then." Excellent. Still be like, Max, why did you do that during yeah. the second show? But more, why did I do that? Because I went too far in one direction Correct. as opposed to the other. Correct. I just, I, yeah, that makes, because it's also like fuel, fuel for the furnace. Like, you Absolutely. Know. And so if you eat. I can't do it. I can't do the show on an empty stomach at all. Yeah. 
but I can do it on a full stomach. <laughs> I figured that one out. <laughs> What's your favorite, if you had to boil it down to like, like yeah. the meal that you could eat like any time of day, anywhere, you can't have it too much. Uh, what is your favorite food? Um, it's either yeah. like a steak and mashed potatoes situation uh-huh. or yeah. I love a steak burrito. Steak burrito. Mexican in general. Yeah. Yeah. It's either one or one or the other. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Just to Beef. just to like get that out of the way. Which I feel like is the same with you. It's exactly the same. And yeah. like when we talk about trying to have dinner like, you know, once a month or once every couple, it's always like, do you want to have steak and red wine or do you want to go have Mexican food? Correct. <laughs> so, so good. So that's it. That's really all I have. That's the only question that I have. <laughs> okay, great. So, um, um, but I was like, yeah. go, I was going to bed last night and I was like, I'm going to ask Max about food. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, were you, you're, you're what my mom would call a good eater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. I was growing I up, my mom was always phrase. like, "Like you're a good eater." Was that something like, like family meals or something? I mean, your mom is the world's greatest person that I've ever met. But like, is that like a family? <laughs> was it a family thing? Culture? It, with it food was. Um, my dad was a fireman, right. and he was the captain okay. of his firehouse. Therefore, you are immediately deemed the chef for the firehouse. The, the, the chief, the head of the firehouse, is the is the chef. I don't know if that's like. For every firehouse, yeah. for my dad's, for his engine, it was. And so he is an amazing cook. So I grew mm. up with like the best meals and dinners. The only downside is he never let me help him cook. Mm. So I don't necessarily consider myself a cook, uh, which stinks. But he yeah. is like a master on the grill, everything, everything, everything. So that kind of was what made me fall in love with food. <laughs> but my sister and I have always had great appetites. <laughs> Yeah, and I think in Boston, especially, like we would finish doing Moulin Rouge, and we would in most nights we would we would pick a Boston spot and, mm-hmm. and eat our way. Or I feel like I I didn't save a dime while no. we were doing Boston Moulin Rouge no. in Boston because we just ate our way around the town, and like you know wanting to get sponsorships. I'll, right. I'll, I'll I remember the Franklin. If you're in Boston, go to get the steak at the steak Franklin. Eats that that sauce, the sauce on the steak at the Franklin in Boston. Okay, guys. Okay, Wait, we'll you know talk what? about musicals in a minute. But like this is what somebody needs to take a cold shower this is getting like <laughs> real <laughs> how many minutes this is getting been? steamy in here we've talked Minute five yeah. we're still oh, talking about steak freeds listen it's okay it's all right but this is what we this is what we do yeah, yeah, yeah. um okay so we'll talk about musicals now we could talk like we've got we can mm-hmm. get off the food and the consumption mm-hmm. no uh, i appreciate it because you know everyone loves everyone can relate to food yes right it's not and, too specific and like right. your, your broadway favorites are, are are crushing large quantities of calories like yeah. you don't have yeah. to you don't have to think yeah, that everybody's yeah. just eating yeah like that's birds. exactly it no I mean, the people do eat like birds mm-hmm. but uh how's the show how how moulin rouge i mean yeah. you know the biggest the biggest hit of the season how are you show is nuts it's been it's been so wonderful yeah um i i can't really explain what it feels like to be in the building that building every day only because i've done many shows that I walk into the theater every day being like, are we closing soon? And this is right. the actually the first show I think I can say I'm not nervous about that right wow. now. Granted, it's the first, you know, a few months still, but yeah, that is. Well, six months. I mean, that's, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's just been amazing. Yeah, I kind of can't believe it. That's so cool. Yeah, it, yeah that's interesting because Frozen for me was the first show that I've done that's not mm-hmm. closing. Like, yeah. And that just the company culture is so interesting. You know, like when we did Bandstand, it was kind of always like, Hey, how we doing? How are ticket sales? You know, right. I mean, and I imagine with with on the town and with other things, right. you were kind of always like, "Hey, how's this? How's this going?" You know, yeah, or at least it's a thought in some way, and it's not right now, which is special and yeah. like sadly rare. Yeah, but 
I'm I'm happy. I'm like totally there for it. That's awesome. And I'm also having the best time. And it's as you know, it's such a great group of people. And yeah, from the top down. Right, right. What what is the what's the the some you know for people who who don't really realize realize you were talking about uh, a while ago the the chaos that ensues in an ensemble on stage. And we talked to Ellen Marsh, your yeah. friend who you yeah, you guys yeah, yeah. work together. Um, like, what is that ensemble like? And I kind of know, but I want to hear from mm-hmm. you. Like, what what's going on? during bad romance and what's going on like during the the whole the shut up and dance with me sequence where it's just a bunch of chaos and so much of like yeah. sexy guys and top hats and a bunch of half naked women running right. around like what what are you guys what are you doing <laughs> i mean we're first and foremost doing what we're like supposed to be doing yes quote unquote. right right the, and then the choreography there is so <laughs> much freedom and like wild chaos that we are allowed to do under um a certain umbrella i guess yeah and i think that it's one of the most fun shows i've ever done in the ensemble because there's no boundaries there's no limits there's no rules for instance yes there are patrons in top hats and girls in no clothing but there's no rules that say the patrons can't be with more patrons and like get there's no there's like can be male on male contact female and female contact And that's so much fun and Mm -hmm. so freeing. And I've never been able to do that because if I'm in a classic show, like that would be forbidden. But in a show like (laughs) Moulin Rouge, it's all bets are off. And we just have such an insane time. And we all like have so many secrets with each other, which just make it so much fun. Right, right, right. You know each other so well. And a lot of that company, the majority of it has been together since the fall of of 2017. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. How did you get involved with that show? Um, I got an audition for the lab of it over two years ago, um, and it was a dance call. I went in, and that's when I first got to work and meet with Sonia. And then I think I had about like two or three callbacks, which for a lab is a lot, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you have to dance and sing and dance and sing or just dance? Yeah, the first day we danced, we did Roxanne, which was different than it is now. It was, um, And then we sang. Then the next time we came back, did more dancing and sang again. And it kind of just continued and they just dwindled it down. You know, it's a really tough show to cast. And they're mm-hmm. sort of figuring this out now because yeah. the requirements are so nuts. Just like any show, but specifically with coverages and and so on, it's been a lot. I mean, you need to be a dancer. Yes. If you are covering, <laughs> you know, the eight guys that are twirling. And then you also maybe need to cover Christian, which like is an insane, insane thing. Right. So yeah, yeah, that's that is that is completely wild. Did you audition for it while we were still in bandstand? Because I remember people were going in at the end, like right as yeah. we got our closing notice. Like people were kind of starting to go. Yeah, in for that. I knew I was doing the lab before we closed bandstand with Morgan Marcel, yeah. who also did bandstand with us. Mm-hmm. The two of us knew we were going to do that, which was fun. So. um it gave us something to look forward to. Yeah. Which was still like very far in the future yeah, at yeah. that point. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Well, I guess that's kind of a good moving backwards if you want to like just keep moving back. Yeah, like be now, because cool. now we're kind of, I feel like I have a million Moulin Rouge questions, even though I like was part of it. You know, I, I, know. I just want to know more of what's going on all well, the time, you know, but I, I told everyone I was coming to be on this with you guys <laughs> yesterday and everyone was like, you 
tell Joe Carol we miss him. Yeah. Everyone misses you dearly. Well, Obviously, you know sweet. that. Yeah. And they're, they're just... mad at you. We're like, okay, fine, go be a prince. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I, I mean, it was just like. <laughs> no, it was, it it was, was amazing. Just chaos. And what a wonderful. I, I'd never, never taken a show out of town before. So it mm-hmm. kind of feel like it was theater summer camp yeah. for like a summer. It was just percent. like really fun. And what a ride. God, what a, what a ride it was. <laughs> and I, I remember I how hard that decision was for Joe. Yeah. To not, oh, yeah. To, not to like yeah. not do it and yeah. just be like, okay, wait, I guess I'm going to turn down a job. I know I have, I know, <laughs> which man. I know is going to be a hit to then like hope that something happens. And then, you know, Boom. luckily something did. Yeah. So like you yeah. made that choice, but like that's super scary too. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. Um, and I, I mean, I guess, yeah, that's like kind of a nice transition to just what, I don't know if we've really talked about it, but yeah, I did the, the out of town tryout of Boston of Millen Rouge in Boston and then decided to not, uh, I just didn't really want to understudy at mm-hmm. this phase of my career mm-hmm. and said, you know, I'm going to take a gamble and I didn't go to, the, didn't bring the show to Broadway. And then after I made that decision about a week later, started auditioning for Frozen and Frozen worked out. Sometimes those decisions work out. Sometimes they don't, but that yeah. was, that was kind of my journey with it. Um, but the, yeah, I mean, back to, back to Boston, I think I, I definitely left a part of my liver in Boston. For sure. <laughs> There's a part of my, a part of my soul. Mm-hmm. Is, we'll always have Boston. <laughs> we'll always have Boston. There's a part of my soul that I left <laughs> floating in the Charles River. Um, <laughs> <Same>. but <laughs> <laughs> You, you swam in the Charles River yeah, at what? least once. Twice. <laughs> I don't know if that's supposed it's, to happen. I don't think that's so. That's like swimming in the East River. Yeah. yeah. Right? Isn't it kind of gross? Oh, yeah. It's, it used to be like the most disgusting body of water, I think, in the U.S. for sure. <laughs> right. right. Uh, God. But yeah. they do, I think they do do some like swimming there's some like long race in the Charles. I'm pretty sure, like a triathlon yeah. or something. Yeah, like right. now there's like, like a, a yeah. yeah, yeah. I definitely showered five times. I hope so. Yeah, I hope you didn't home. drink any water. Like, no, 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 no skin disorders after swimming in the Charles. But that's <laughs> right. just that's just how the out of town trout of, of Moulin Rouge yeah. was. Uh, but then sort of moving backwards because we were talking about bandstand for a second. I mean, because yeah. that was another thing that you know, another part of our journey that we share. Like how how did you get involved with Andy? Had you known Andy before Andy Blankenbuehler before? That whole process, or how did that? No, actually, that is this is one of my favorite audition stories because I didn't know Andy. I obviously knew who he was. Right. Um. I had been doing on the town, and we got our closing notice, and my agent calls that same day and was like, "Hey, so there's this new musical called Bandstand. Andy Blankenbuehler is directing and choreographing, and they just lost someone from their lab or whatever they had workshop, whatever they had been doing beforehand." And they're going to paper mill and they really need one specific slot, needs to be a swing dancer, blah, 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 blah. I was like, I love swing dancing. I used to do it with my sister, Missy. Like, this is perfect. I want to go in. They're like, okay, but it's going to be last minute sort of a situation. So just meet Andy at Pearl between shows tomorrow. And I'm like, all right. So I go to Wait, Pearl just, Studios. Just meet Andy. Meet Andy at Pearl. Okay. This Andy is my blanket. Blank yeah, this, this right. is my audition. And I'm like, all right. Is this a work session? I don't know. So I get there and it's Lindsay Levine from casting, mm-hmm. Andy Blankenbuehler, and myself. And I'm like, hey guys. And, and like, this is, is this the audition? Like, where, where is everyone? <laughs> oh my God. And he's like, yeah, I just want to like teach you um, a bunch of combinations and, you know, work with you and see how this all goes. And yeah, it's going to be like nice and easy and chill. For an hour and a half, I learned pretty much all of the bandstand material with Sir Blankenbuehler himself. It was the greatest masterclass I've ever had. And it was private one-on-one. I learned 
I learned all of nobody, which they didn't even have music to yet because there was no music. You know, there was like yeah. a little instrumental something mid, mid what is it called? MIDI file? Oh, like a MIDI, yeah, like yeah. from from like <laughs> from, like Sibelius or something. It's right. like and myself and him. And I learned tons of combinations, a little like soft shoe and swing and bossy stuff. And after he's like, great, uh, do you want to sing your song? And so I went and there was a pianist and I sang my audition song. And they're like, thank you so much. And then I left and they're like, yeah, you got it. And uh, you'll wow. start with the, the cast whenever it started, whenever we started for Paper Mill. Yeah. So that's sort of how I met Andy. And then I really, I always think about how much I owe to him because it was Bandstand that really made me feel like I was a part of this community in a, in a different sense than I had been with Gigi and on the town at the time. Like the Broadway community. Broadway community. Yeah. And he was such a mentor to me and really helped me like build confidence in a way as a yeah. dancer that I didn't know. Because I didn't grow up dancing. Yeah. So I started late. I grew up doing shows with, you know, the theater at home, but I never took class. And every time I'm in a room with him, it's a full masterclass. Yeah. Yeah. How? He can teach in a way no one else can. And it's, I think, partly because he himself can do exactly what he is telling you to do. It's not like he's saying, and the arm goes there, and yeah, and he's fixing you as if you're like a piece of clay. <clears throat> Excuse me. He, he literally can do his own choreography better than anybody else so he is this perfect role model and um what, what am i trying to say yeah no you're, you're saying it yeah like he's up there doing it he's uh, up there doing like it with more learning. swag yeah. and and style than any of us could dream of yeah and what a better way to learn from somebody wow right I, and like to get to like that's one of those things did you ever think about how he's gonna he's already amongst the gods of choreography yeah. right that like you're going to tell those stories about working with him the same way that like, I know. You know. And I don't even realize, really think I know that yet, but right. I, I do know that, but I don't think I realize in what capacity yet, which would be really cool in like 20 years of course, yeah. to tell yeah. my child, yeah. maybe my, whoever be like, yeah, that's, I worked with him very closely. Yeah, Here's a picture yeah. of me standing yeah. behind him. Like, were there any of those lightning bolt moments where like you're, he's teaching you know, something, whether it was for Broadway, for Paper Mill, mm -hmm. or in that, that private dance session where, like, you were like, oh, oh, my God. Like, yeah. he just did this incredibly cool thing, and I'm trying to do this incredibly, I'm trying to mimic him. Yes, you know what I mean? Like, there was, there was and it was, I will never forget it, and there's actually a photo of it, which I'm so happy about, and I don't, I have awesome. to find it. It was during tech or previews of Bandstand when he was going to add this pas de deux with a soldier coming home and his wife waiting for him he comes on stage he drops the bag and there's this amazing andy blankenbuehler thing that we didn't even know what it was going to be yet and he's on stage with me i'm in full costume full lights full tech full everything david corns is like fixing something and he's teaching it to me on the spot i'm like oh my god like <laughs> what's happening where am i <laughs> where am i and someone yeah, I, snapped a picture from the back of the house and i have it so i'm uh, grateful for that that's amazing <laughs> on the stage at the jacobs like yes. you know yeah. and that that's one of those moments like when people talk about the show you know and they remember bandstand that's one of the moments that people remember like they they talk about that which is so know, cool because we had no idea it was just like what? unbelievable
unbelievable. And I had the best seat in the house for a lot of that show. Right, but like, right, I'm right, sitting right. back there, and that was one of those things that like, right as Welcome Home was kind of coming to an end, and you know, you get I'm perched up on my little yeah, drum set watching you spin Jamie Rosarian around mm-hmm. your, you know, yeah, like up in the air. <laughs> God, that's so freaking cool. Yeah. That's so cool. And so then as we move kind of like, cause we're moving backwards, which mm-hmm. I kind of like, sometimes when we talk to people, we move like, Hey, where did you start? Yeah. Where right. did you come from? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're both new Englanders actually. You could talk about it. You know, you can oh, connect where are you from? about New Hampshire. Okay. Yeah. Very different. Really? Yeah. Where are you You'd from? You'd be surprised. Rhode Island. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I love Rhode Island. Rhode Island is like, you know, it's like Boston light, mm-hmm. but it's more like New York light because it's heavily Italian, Catholic Italian, yes. and Boston is more Irish. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like my high school, Pauly D is from where my high school is, okay, okay. you know? So it's oh, like, wow. yeah, my. Yeah. I, didn't, yeah, yeah. I did not know that. And like the home of the Italian mafia, <clears throat> there is <Yeah>. no mafia, <laughs> um, <laughs> is in Providence. Dan, there's a guy wow. standing outside the window <laughs> who's like, who's, who's watching us with yeah. he's got a camera. Yeah. Crime Town, if you are a podcast person, which you might be because you listen to this, Crime yeah. Town is a podcast about the corruption in Rhode yeah, Island. It's and a it's way like better podcast such a than, good podcast. Way better podcast than ours. It's very different. <laughs> very different, but very good. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. So then, But we are New Englanders. Yeah. 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 So well, like you a, just talked you like about a Boston, Pats fan. You like a Sox fan. Yes. Big You're a sports Sox guy. Fans, big, big Pats fan. But you played basketball. Played basketball. And then. And I love the Celtics too. Yeah. I was always like. Socks are just. I think we can't talk about the Red Sox game that we went to when we were in Boston. I think <laughs> no. that's a story. That's for a story a for another podcast. time, for a different podcast at a different time. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, that's a really great transition to to Robin Herder. We could talk uh-huh. about Robin Herder because you guys just had, you guys just had a love story published yes. in Playbill this week. Nuts, so funny, so nuts. So what did that? Did they approach you? Yes. I mean, what is that about? So we get this email from our press team at Moulin Rouge explaining that the editor-in-chief wanted to do a, a write-up on us, yeah. you know, do like a photo shoot and an interview and a story, and it will be... Robin Herter plays Nini in the yes. show, If you, but I think everybody probably yeah, knows that. that. In- amazing. Yeah, she's unbelievable. Goddess person. Yeah. So we get this email, and then we end up doing this, and they were like, we've been... Tr-, the Playbill was like, we've really been trying to get this together and, and make this happen for... For months. Wow. We're like, wow. They're like, yeah, we just love your stories and your relationship and your friendship. And it makes us laugh and it makes us happy. So we were like, great, happy to do it. Yeah. We did it. And then they're like, so it's going to come out in the biggest Playbill month of the year, <laughs> December, for the holidays. So it's like, you know, they come out in monthly yeah. Um, installments. Yeah, installments. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, there's two like hit months, December for the holidays right. and like the Tony month. Sure. Right. Like May. And so they're like, we're like going to really have this happen during the busiest time of year i love it amazing (laughs) so now whenever i'm at another show i'm like looking at my playbill and it's just like bam (laughs) it's just a huge picture of us exactly and all of it came from like you doing lifts yeah and like falling out of lifts and being idiots being complete idiots because she's she's you know one of us she's a total looney tune we could have we'd have her on here she yeah yeah. i love that she's so but it is truly like i love to see that because like i i struggle with social media Mm -hmm. and i don't love a lot about it but that is like just pure social media goodness is like (laughs) the two of you she has two highlight reels on my instagram like (laughs) you know how you have the little like bubble highlights on the top of your page yes she's robin one robin two (laughs) and they're it's a great uh 
it's a little it's really good if you're looking for, for something you're, to watch you're one of the you're one of the top people to follow in 2019 on instagram <laughs> according to broadway.com too did you no. know that? no i didn't oh. did you know that no yeah we well, gotta know that come on broadway it comes out like in february or something and they do like a top 30 people to follow oh. on social media or whatever oh that's cool. and you are one of them well neat what an honor because they were like, they were like, if you've seen a show in the last six years, you've seen Max, because <laughs> you've done so many things. Oh yeah, and this is I I want to I want to talk yeah. about all yeah. of them because then back to so now kind of moving backwards. But you did you did share show right? No, I didn't do share show. I was going to do the development for that, and then I ended up doing the Moulin Rouge development. Got it. So I never did the sh- the share show. Got it. Yeah, but I loved it. it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that seemed like a show that wanted you in it just from the it was like a bunch of hot guys dancing in open yeah. shirts you right. know I'm like, it would have been a great you're time. on the top of that list yeah i'm like i'm like ca- sure. casting's like okay we need yeah. we need max clay is he available to, is, you know we'll put him next to charlie williams like like it's yeah. gonna be um so as you were moving kind of like backwards before moulin mm-hmm. rouge yeah was that well not even i mean we missed the was- pretty woman yeah, Chunk. Dolly. I guess and Dolly. Well, now Dolly was before that. So Pretty Woman yeah. was immediately before Moulin Rouge yeah. Broadway, and that was just like that a little was a blip. Six month like dream. Yeah, of yeah. Pure fun, and I had never swung before. They literally. So I finished a chorus line at City Center, and literally two weeks later, I think my agents were like, "They need someone now until the week before you start Moulin Rouge rehearsal." I'm like. Yes, I have to do that. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't I get yeah. this opportunity to learn how to swing? Yeah. I'll never do it again. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that then. No, I didn't know that then. And I needed to know right. what yeah. it was like. And I'm so grateful I do because yes. there is nothing like it. Yep. And swings deserve so much. Yeah. It should be a Broadway pre- prerequisite, I yeah, think. You I know, know how like, like I, I think everyone needs to do it. Like stage managers, you can't be a PSM on Broadway unless you were a second. Yeah, ASM and a first ASM right. and a P. Like you have to go through Work this. Your way I up. think that like, like you, everyone should know what it's like to swing. It's, Nobody it's... wants Dan Tracy to swing anything. I can tell you all that <laughs> right now because I can't do it. Well, there you go. However, however, I think like it's a remarkable job. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, you yeah know, it the is. people who do and understudying just... multiple roles right. maybe yeah. fills that same category. Yeah, totally. But, like, totally. Yeah. Were you just stressed out the whole time? Y- yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. I was. Luckily, I had a cast that was just great and it was carefree in the best way in a structured way I mean um but I learned a lot and I didn't know the feeling of waking up to text messages from your stage manager telling you what show you were doing that day crazy and I'm not Uh, I'm a sort of a perfectionist and I like to know my show inside and out and not having that luxury is something I'll never forget and especially when they're like you'll be doing three tracks today it's a split track so and so can't find parking so and so's bus broke down so you'll be playing the landlord the business shop owner the blah 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 and i'm like all right give me a they give me like a cut track sheet um i'll put it in my pocket my dressers are just telling me what to go what to do what to wear and that you know you make it work broadway's all about making it happen truly and then the audience is like, I had no idea. <laughs> You're like, you didn't? Yeah. <laughs> I just took five years off my life getting through this Wednesday matinee. Like, I did. You know, like, I did. That's crazy. That's yeah. so interesting. That's a very good point, though. Like, yeah, like Broadway really is about making it. Like, truly, the show must go on. It must. Like, and even when you're in it and the cast knows, oh, my God, this show tonight is not what it could be or it should be. 
the audience does not yeah. know. Right. And right. as hard as that is to imagine in the moment, you really do have to just let them enjoy it and give into it because everyone is a professional and it is going to be great to them. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, truly. Them. And you, I go ahead. Do you feel like you've lost like a... a, a uh, do you depend less on con- control and like controlling? Do you feel like... Like kind of, do you appreciate the spontaneity that you learned from that experience? Is that like something you you've taken with you? Yes, that's a that's a great point. Very good question. Because, like I said, I like to know everything about where I'm going, what I'm doing, right. what my number is, who I'm with. It forces you to let go, right? And it forces you to be in the moment and let the small things fly. As a swing, if you're doing a section of a number and you screw up and you're a mess. Like, yeah, that stinks. Who cares? Because your next partner needs you. So right. don't bring that with you. Otherwise, your whole show's a mess. And then everyone's like, uh, yeah, he's not great. Like, let it go. Do your thing. Right. Let, and you really do. You just have to give in. Yeah. And, I, and I have taken that with me, especially as an onstage uh, ensemble member who deals with swings now. I, I love it. I'm like, I get it. I get it. This isn't going to be perfect the first time. And now I'll start to learn your version of the show. Exactly. Yeah. And then you make it work and then everyone's happy. Right. Right. You know what I mean? You can't just be like, no, this is what I do eight times a week. I'm a robot. That's not fun for anybody. It's not fun to watch. It's not fun to be around. So Mm -mm. that's, I've definitely taken that with me. And I, I enjoy, I love it. The machine isn't the interesting part of Broadway. No. The interesting part of Broadway is not doing the same thing the same way every day. Right. It's like the live nature of every single human being in that space at the same time watching something happen for the Mm -hmm. first time. Yeah. I'm using air quotes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, You know, so like when, sometimes when, I mean, when I go on as an understudy, I'm doing things so differently and I can tell that like people get thrown. (laughs) But if we're all there to like accept that things don't have to happen one way, I think it's just so much more exciting. Yeah. And I think back to what you were saying about the audience's perspective, like there's no way to really quantify this, but like there's no, not only do they not know that a a split track is happening or that something is happening in the ensemble, but I still think that like the, the experience, even if they saw like the opening night cast, yeah go you know on a on a tuesday and then they saw you know and everybody was in and then they saw a a split track wednesday i still think that they would be like oh my god like they wouldn't almost be able to tell the difference insofar as like in the middle of it you're able to be like everything is so different i can't believe like this is not what we created or whatever this is insane but from an audience perspective i imagine that there's there's still both options are are still going to be great yeah and they're not going to really almost care you right. know what i mean yeah and of course there's diminishing stuff if people are like right. people are bad but like yeah. you know i think when like <laughs> that thing you know i think that the show when the show really holds up uh the show holds up that's really interesting yeah um so then so the the blip the the little like drop in the bucket mm-hmm. pretty, woman, pretty woman which was fantastic yes. and then moving back before there was the hello dolly yeah experience. okay and also i just okay so hello dolly mm-hmm. you did before we went to boston you were Correct. doing it w- w- while we were in the lab, too? No. Wait a minute. Yes, I did it for eight weeks, double duty. Right. While I was in uh, Hello, Dolly. The Moulin Rouge lab, Hello, Dolly at night, mm-hmm. double duty. Yeah. Then we go to Boston. Mm-hmm. And the closing night party in Boston, mm-hmm. the closing night of, of Moulin Rouge in Boston, 
was a pretty tame night. Everybody was kind of in bed by 8 p.m. <laughs> had a bunch of tea. <laughs> oh, God. <Yeah>. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's really good. That's so what I remember happening was, was having, was, was sleeping over at your house, which was this little bungalow in the woods in it's Cambridge, which was like a home. little heaven, heavenly home in Cambridge. We went to bed at like five ish, six, eight o'clock in the morning. And then your mother knocked on the door at seven o'clock in the morning to move you out of that house, to drive you from Boston to New York City, to then do Hello Dolly on Broadway that night. Correct. For the first, (laughs) for the closing week of Hello Dolly. Closing week of Hello Dolly. I just. Yeah, that's a real story. That's a real story. How did that happen? So I got a leave of absence from Hello Dolly. Oh, okay. To do Boston. Got it. And then right before I left, we they announced that they were going to close in blah, 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 month or whatever. And I went to company, or general management and was like, well, that means I only have a week after my leave of absence. Like, is this it for me? And they were so gracious and were like, no, we want you, we want you to come back for Beth's final week, which was the greatest gift ever. So I thought, it's all right. I My mom's... My mom's big phrase is rally, rally. She's like, Max, rally, rally, get it done. Like, we got, make it work. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just love. So I did. I went, did my couple months in Boston, which was a dream. Finished closing night was a, a mess and w- woke up. And actually, this is just bringing it back to food really quickly because I did, I was pretty much packed, but not all the way packed. And I didn't really sleep. Um, but there's a picture of me in the car ride home with all my crap from Boston. The Hello Dolly CDs playing because I had to like refresh my harmonies and the lyrics that I don't remember anymore. And I have a, a frozen steak on my forehead as like an ice pack. Just oh being like, gosh. oh God, oh. how am I going to do this? <laughs> yep. Wow. That's, that's, that's Broadway. That's, that's Broadway. <laughs> that's Broadway. And that is like, that's what um, almost, if, if I was really good with transitions in our interview, I'd say that's what college prepares you for. And how was your experience at, at Cincinnati? But like, we, we can, you know, right, right, right. we're all about the transitions because like, yeah. you know, we don't know how to get from one point to another. No, you we're, guys are great. <laughs> but we're trying. Um, but yeah, so that, so the Hello thing when that when you did that before boston yeah was that again just another like audition that came up now did you open the hello dolly i didn't open hello dolly i jumped into hello dolly so we we closed bandstand and i ran away and did like la and vegas like trip by myself for fun cool and i wake up in vegas to a call from my agent being like you're starting hello dolly tomorrow and i'm like what what they're like they need someone, they, you know, they hired somebody, it's not going to work out, and they need someone immediately. The, the, cat, the company knows you, blah, blah, blah. They, we need you to come in and start. And I said, but I'm seeing Celine Dion tonight. <laughs> <laughs> My agent was like, Max, they're going to fly you in to start Hello Dolly. And I said, I'm seeing Celine Dion at eight. I paid $400 for eighth row center. I'm here for Celine. Yes. Can I fly out the next day? I'll call you right back. Right. <laughs> Pick up the phone. The answer, yes, you'll fly the, the following day. Enjoy Celine. They're laughing and think you're crazy. So then I see Celine, stay up all night, oh my get God. on the airplane, fly back to Manhattan, 
And I'm like, have my suitcase and I go right to the Schubert to watch the show for the first time because I hadn't seen it yet. And that's kind of how I started my Hello Dolly journey. I learned the show and you know how it is. Like usually you're supposed to get two weeks, but I got maybe a week and not a put in. But that's just how it goes. That's how it goes. Wow. And I had the greatest time. It's my favorite time replacing, I think, because Mm -hmm. how can you beat walking behind Bette Midler Donna Murphy and Bernadette Peters every night, like doing the famous penguin cakewalk around the passerelle. I was like, this is Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. This moment is Broadway. And I have like vivid memories of it. And like, like also great pictures of like, they took those press photos and you are like, you're right behind her. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I have that one framed and signed for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Cause this is weird. That's so great. But also like a great lesson in just like, the the this the perseverance like you have to live your life you have to take your trips you have to do things for your soul and then if your agent happens to call you and be like hey you're starting you know broadway called you're starting tomorrow it's like you know what that's kind of this business that's what we signed up for it's insane which is what i love i love that part of it the craziness and the uncertainty and the on a whim ah you know they were like wait First of all, you're in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, like, right, why right. didn't you tell us? <laughs> I'm like, I was here for two days. Yeah, right. It's the lady on. Yeah, God, I just but closed. it's yeah. you know, it's so important to like do what you got to do in yes. your life. Absolutely, yeah. and like, traveling like don't saves it me. You know, yeah. Joe and I, I think, are on like opposite ends of the idea of like what this means. I'm like, no, I'm going on vacation. Don't call me. I don't care if I get an appointment for the right the biggest job of my life. It's not my job because my right. life is this, yes. and like that's what I've decided. And and I don't know if that's good or bad. It's just like right, it just is. we have to make yeah, those decisions great. for ourselves. Yeah, totally. I'm trying to get better about that because like, like my wife and I talk a lot about how like next week I took a couple of days off the show and we were gonna like take a little pre Christmas yeah. thing, but like that trip is cancelable. And then like of course I got an audition next week. We're probably not gonna go do that. Right, but then right. like. I got an appointment to go in for Law and Order the weekend, the week that we were going to be in Italy. And it was mm-hmm. like, sorry, I'm going to Italy with yeah, my wife. Yeah. I'm taking right. my one week's vacation from yeah. my show. Right. And we're going to go on a trip and there will be, it's not my job. You mm-hmm. know, it's, Dan, yeah, Dan it's like just, you were saying, like, so it's, it's a balance, it's a balancing act because, you know, you want to work and like, so <clears throat> then what I want to do, cause we've already taken up like a lot of your morning yeah. and you have no. to go do two shows <laughs> today on thursday which is also a strange schedule but it like is. but it's th- kind of digging it though are you i oh, like good. starting the week off with two one show days yeah nice. so then you don't like jump into two shows on wednesday right, right. away yeah which is nice you and then before up. you know it it's saturday and then sunday and, the and, then, and then, then you have one yeah. show on sunday like one, like that's really nice yeah. this is good 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 perspective sunday night off monday off is such a nice schedule i miss that life yeah yeah, yeah. so We'll let you go do your shows yes. uh, in a second, but I want to make sure I want to make sure we get to like how you started because yeah. that's always like important, yeah. you know, and like how you got into all mm-hmm. this. Um, so why don't we just jump back to that? Like, what's Max doing? You said you did shows when you were like really little. Like, when did you start? Yeah, I mean, I there's a professional theater in my hometown, Manchester, New Hampshire, the Palace Theater, which is really where I got any sort of training because nice. I, like I said, I didn't take dance class. I learned everything from that from there that place. So I'm t- so fascinated. Like- That's a, he's so fascinating to me because you're one of the most sought after dancers in this <laughs> town, and you're on my podcast, so I can geek out about you a little bit because I'm not going to say that while we're eating steak and drinking wine. But like, <laughs> you're one of the most sought after dancers in this town, and you started really seriously dancing like in college. Yeah, technically, really. Yeah. So was, I went to Cincinnati Conservatory of Music, and there is really where I got all of my 
official training. Right. And I do owe them everything in that aspect because they kicked my butt, but I wanted it and needed it. And it's the reason why I know how to dance, really. That's amazing. And yeah. So you started so professionally at the palace. And- <clears throat> yeah, so I yeah, did like right. shows as like a little kid in like second grade. It was like definitely Kurt Von Trapp and like The Sound of Music. Love but then it. I found my love for basketball. And there's where I kind of ended my theater journey. Meanwhile, my sister is the most incredible dancer. And I continued to watch her thrive in that field as I was playing basketball, very competitively traveling, AAU, school, like all that. Um, But come like my sophomore year of high school, I started to do more theater at at the palace. And they have teen companies and they have you know, like mini training programs that are amazing. And I fell so in love with it, but I was like, but I'm a basketball player and basketball took up my, most of my time. And there was a moment where I had to decide. And I, and I had that, the true Troy Bolton Mm -hmm. story. I remember watching the movie and when it debuted on television and being like, this is literally my life. Like I love basketball. I love theater my mom was my athletic director wow and i had to like decide really what do you want to do and that's when i um just signed up for the carnegie mellon pre-college program after my junior year of high school and there is where i learned because i didn't know like i didn't have great audition technique i didn't have material i didn't have a book right and none of that mattered like everyone i was around had years of experience years of training their whole lives for this program and i was like Eh, I don't know what I'm doing. Hi, (laughs) I'm Max. And they're like, great. Like a blank slate. You don't know. He doesn't know what he's doing. And I was just like, like a person. And I was a person. You're just a person. You're just a guy named Max. What musicals like really were aside from the ones I had done. Right. And it's there is where I got all of my audition material for college auditions. Mm -hmm. And so after my, during my senior year, I auditioned for all the colleges. And actually what was really cool about this whole thing is while I was at Carnegie Mellon, I, the program is obviously one of the greatest. And I knew I didn't belong there, but that I wanted to do this in college. Yeah. And <clears throat> I talked about this with the professors and the head there. And they wrote me my college recommendations. Oh, wow. The, the, the head of drama at Carnegie Mellon wrote my college recommendations for other musical theater programs. That is so cool. And I'm cool. like, that is... I, I think now I think it's way cooler than I did when it was happening. Yeah, because totally. it's pretty nuts. And I still have it. And I auditioned for schools and did the whole thing, like got into a bunch. Yeah. Get, and then I went and saw them. And when I went to Cincinnati, I'm like, oh, I have to go here. And then from there, I got my, all my training. Yeah. And I crammed it in in four years. But they like, you know. Yeah. They have it down. That's so cool. Was there a moment dance-wise in college where, where you were like, <laughs> where it really started to click. Cause like, I don't know if you've ever worked with Kevin Munhall, but he's another one. Like oh, yeah. Kevin, Kevin also Kevin. like, didn't like, we went to school with him and he, he really didn't dance until his freshman yeah. year in college. Like where it started, even like Will Burton and like these guys, yeah. like, yes, like they yeah, danced, yeah. but like really it was in college. Was there a moment for you where you, where it really clicked or like a class or a teacher or something that <sighs> you were like, Oh, this is or a show or a style or something where you're like, Oh, this is what I, <clears throat> yeah, this is my well, way in. You know, <clears throat> what's funny is that, Freshman year, I was 
like this amazing dancer that walked into the program and I'm like, I'm not a dancer, uh-huh. but I was put into the top dance classes with all the seniors and they're like, oh, this freshman kid can dance. Yeah. And I'm like, hilarious, you guys. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I've never taken ballet in my life. And they're like, ballet three. And then they're- But so how did you place into those classes? Because I've that is where I've discovered my um, skill for learning- by watching. Like by mimicking. And Got mimicking. Got which is, yeah. kind of brings us back to the Andy thing. Hell yeah. Right. If you show me what you want and how you want it to look, I will mirror it for you. Do I know what I'm doing at the time? No. Interesting. But that is something that I've always loved. So I'm in a ballet placement test in tights for the first time with that are probably see-through because I don't know what kind I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm watching this amazing ballet teacher demonstrate placing everyone into the right thing and i'm just following along and just mimicking and doing the arms and the legs and i have no idea what i'm doing i have terrible technique and um there you go yeah and i was placed which was awesome and it what was what was my favorite part about cincinnati was that because i came in and as a quote-unquote dancer I really took the other um, areas of theater and really focused on those, yeah. which mm-hmm. is where I re- discovered like how to sing and how to act. And then I was treated as like an actor or a leading man, which was the most helpful thing of my four years of college. Totally. Definitely. Totally. To be like, I can do more than well, dance. You, you, but not that there's anything wrong with that because I'm all about ensembles because it's the but you have to have a lot yeah. of different you need to skills. Have of, yeah. Have you have you've covered on Broadway, right? I uh, yeah, I've covered in like pretty much every show but two. Right. And and I've learned that it's not a, about being a good singer, dancer, and actor. It's like you need more now. And I learned that with bandstand when I had to learn how to play the piano that I had never touched in my life. And again, I had a teacher come to my apartment. They gave me a piano, and I learned by watching this woman with her fingers and memorized what I was you doing. Because co- you covered Corey. Because I covered Corey. And, and, and she ba- said, this is going to be like you are, let's see, you, I just did this and talked about this in another interview, but she's like, it's going to be like you are speaking a monologue in German. You have no idea what you're saying, but you are going to say it perfectly with a perfect accent and nobody would know. And right. I was like, cool. So I just thought of it as choreography for my fingers. Exactly. Memorized yeah. it and practiced over and over and over again. And, yeah. Oh, dude, that's, that's awesome. so. I've never heard that story. That is yeah. so cool. Her name was Whitney, and she ch- kind of changed my life. And I had lessons three times a week for months. Wow, that's amazing. Can we ask you two more questions yeah. before you go? <gasps> yeah, of course. Uh, Joe will ask his favorite question. I'll ask my favorite question. But but I, I want to ask my favorite question. I don't want first. you to go yet. I mean, I know. This, I don't is like, this is really fun. Um, if I, like, call what out. what would you what would you tell fifteen year old Max that you know about? that you've learned from, from the countless shows you've now done? Um, I would tell 15-year-old Max to enjoy every day, which I try to do still. I, I do still. But I would tell him that the most important thing about this business is to not... <laughs> don't be an asshole. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, on this. totally. Oh yeah. Don't be an asshole. Be a good guy. Have fun and like it, take advantage of all the amazing people you will meet in every show. Because that's my favorite part about this business is who I get to work with. Hands down. 
yes, I love what I do, which is very, very cool and yeah, a yeah, big yeah. bonus. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you have to wake up and go to work with people and do the same thing. And if you don't love everyone you're with, you don't have to love everyone, but if you right. don't treat these friendships and these opportunities with like an open heart and open mind, then it won't be as, as good. That is so great. Right. Yeah. That's I, my absolute favorite piece of advice too. Don't yeah. be an asshole. And I, and an I think asshole. that that it speaks volumes, like the, the level of success you've had and the eagerness that people have to get you into their show, not just because you're such a good dancer. It yes. probably has a lot to do with the, the, the energy that you bring into the, the room. Yeah, I, I can think, feel it just kind of sitting here talking to you now, oh, you know? Thank you. I just think we all know this, but it, it is way more than talent. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's not. More often than not, though, it is. And you know what? I think that people don't get cast. Like, I'm, th- I'm just having you say that. Like, I've heard of people not get jobs mm-hmm. because they're an asshole. Yes. Like, that's like that's like the stroke where like yes. somebody says, you know, that's like the hard X through somebody's name. I'm not working with them because they're an right. asshole. People right. will say like, oh, well, he's not maybe the greatest singer, but man, he's a good actor. And we did this thing together and he's a good person. You know what? Let's bring him on board. Yeah. You know, like they're more likely to yeah. give you a chance yes. if your talent isn't maybe right. up to stay. Yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But like, if you're a jerk, you're done. Like you, you know? definitely need to get your foot in the door and prove yourself right. first. Right, right, right. Hands down. Yeah. Right. Yes. There, no one's right. going to be like, give you this opportunity just because right. that's not a thing. Totally. But moving forward from that, yeah. it is about just wanting to work with a person yeah, yeah, yeah as as sad as that can be for someone outside that's like i just can't seem to figure it out yeah. that it is a business it's a business right. like any other business totally right and totally. if the boss doesn't want to work with you because you're hard to work with or you're difficult you're just not going to right right that's it i don't know that's brilliant and then my my favorite question is mm-hmm. what is your unreachable star like what is we should rephrase that question at some should, point because I, unreachable means that it's like unattainable but it's no, it's not like, that's not really what you mean no, the impossible dream like yeah. to sure, reach sure. the unreachable star right it's a tacky sure, musical sure, theater reference from yeah. la mancha but like what is what for us broadway was always right on the horizon Same. it's something we never thought would happen I and know. then it happened and then it's like so what what are you striving what's that next thing what's the thing at the end of the horizon that you're like i really want to um, I think I can say this now because I've been able to be in so many shows as a dancer. Um, I definitely, I obviously want to play roles and stuff on Broadway, which I know everyone's like, well, when are you going to start taking that seriously? I'm like, I will eventually, but I'm not going to be able to dance forever. Mm-hmm. And I love what I do. Oh, that's interesting. I'm going to do this while I can mm-hmm. and I'll get there in a second. Okay. Right, Everyone, yeah. I'm 28. Take it easy. Yeah. Yeah. But that would, that's obviously one, like one step. I, and then I would love, of course, to be in a movie and like yeah. get that thing down the line, maybe. But beyond all of that, I just want to create something of my own, which is really why I love what you guys have done, because I think that's awesome. That's freaking cool. I definitely want to create something of my own. I definitely have thoughts and ideas of what I want to do. Um, it's just about now making them happen, which until I don't know, I, I feel like my last birthday, I was like, all right, we're going to do this. Now I'm actually serious about it because I'm like, you can do any, you can do it. Yeah. If you want to do it and you, you make it happen, you can do it. So now I'm like, all right, I can. So I, I want to create something of my own. It's my mission in life to help people do that. So let's please oh, have I coffee and I talk about wait. what you want to do and how I can help you. Please, I can't wait. I'm please. not, I can't wait. 
also steak and steak cheese, cheese production <laughs> is, is what Joe and I would we're talking about. That's what we want to call our we 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 were sitting and eating. We were talking about it in Boston, and it was like the same question. Like, you know, I want to make stuff. I want to make stuff. And I was like, Max, let's start a production company and let's call it Steak and Cheese Productions because we were probably eating steak and cheese yeah. at the time. So we're gonna call it Steak and Cheese Productions. And then you texted me when you incorporated when you like you started <laughs> yes. your company, and you were like, you know, a lot of actors incorporate on Broadway. It's this whole thing because of taxes or whatever. And and so Max was like, gonna start a company, and I he was like, what should I call it? And I was like, you should call it Steak and Cheese Productions. And I and reached could, out and was like. <laughs> Are, is this available? Is steak and cheese production available? And is blank available? Which yeah. is, the, and yeah. she came back with, they're both available. And yeah. I texted yeah. Joe, I'm like, it's available. Yeah, so we can start it. <laughs> so we're we'll going to start, start it. it down the road. Yeah. Max. No content ideas, just a great <laughs> name. Just a great name for a production <laughs> company. Does, yeah. Steak and cheese productions present. Exactly. Exactly. Just goofball comedies for years. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. Oh, God, I love you. I'm excited. Thank you so Thank you guys. much. Thank you. Thank Have you, great Max. shows today. Yeah. Thank you for talking with us. I'll tell everybody. Bye. Thank you, guys. I love you guys. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.